Thursday, which means it's John Chapman Day, and we're going to preview the game with the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. And Breezy this, breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold-blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by trace, so beware. I stay in exclusively Niner hats. And I always tell the truth, this exclusively Niner facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. Yeah. Breezy this. What's going on, everybody? John Chapman in the building. He got the introduction last week, so he's no longer a guest. You know, he's, he's got a room in the house. You know what I'm saying? I can't get rid on. of me now. You can't get rid of me now. Thursday mornings, man. We showing up. John looking at his watch like, God dang, it's early, man. <laughs> Typically, I get up super early, and I've, I've already been up for several hours. Last night, a little bit rough. Uh, I was out pretty late with the kiddo, and so, uh, but man, it, nothing better than waking up and doing some Niners content, baby. I saw the pictures, and I'm saying John Chapman has to be the only person I know with a Patreon hoodie, bro. Like, I uh, tell me, t- like, <laughs> why would I peep? Why did I peep that though? That's that's the crazy part. Every, nobody knows, knows what the hoodie is, but yeah, so like I, I'm part of the, like the Patreon ambassador thing. I like help them with their product a little bit. So they sent me a hoodie, and it's like the most comfortable hoodie I've ever had in my life. Yo, um, Patreon, I need a hoodie. So <laughs> send me an XL. You know, I want to be part of the ambassadors. That, that hoodie looked fire because it was like it was the black on black. So you had the Patreon black on the black. So it was kind of like dope because you couldn't really tell. But you know my eyes. Yeah, yeah, there we go. The people that know, know. And shout out to Paul Hope. He says it's 4 p.m. in the afternoon in some places. Oh, he's, he's in across the, the pond. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's in another time zone. Big time. He's man. in the future. What's up, Paul? I just want to say, uh, give a shout out to everybody that's out there. Just a quick shout out. Quick roll call. Black Caesar's in the building. He got the CC going. I still don't understand what that shit means. But John Chapman <laughs> knows what it means. So that's all that matters. My brother Paul's in the building. He'll be on the show tomorrow, John. So hopefully you can tune in. VZ's in the building. Christy Scott. My man Tony. My man Mike's in the building. What's going on, everybody? Uh-oh. Jacqueline's in the building. What's going on, Jacqueline? Oh, my man Eddie G's in the building. And I'm sure a bunch of people is going to be joining in shortly because it's early this guy is here this is where i got the chicken lollipops from if you if you ask me where it was him but i want to taste his i know that sounds weird to say but i you know what i'm trying to you, sound you already you already started it man you gotta i'm not it. gonna finish it i, I <laughs> he has the different recipes what i'm trying to say 
Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Chris, what's going on? Jerome's in the building. Marcus was good. I put that uh that package in the mail for you, Marcus. Hopefully you'll get it uh very shortly. All right, John, let's go ahead and get down to the get down because look, there's not really much going on in the 49ers world. They're kind of closed off in Colorado Springs. We talked about this on Tuesday. They were gonna be going there, and and they're just they're practicing, right? Um I know. Earlier in the week, I know earlier in the week you were kind of down on this, and I don't know how you feel now. It's now it's Thursday. They're going to practice today. If Eric Armstead practices today, what is the percentage of him playing on Monday night? Because it's an extra day. Yeah, yeah, and and I feel like they've been waiting. So there's there's a couple things for and a couple things against. The time period is right where it should be. The altitude Did is the big. What is issue. wrong with you? Um, yeah, yeah, so the Cardinals. But, yeah, they both start with C. They start so with a C. They, yeah. they don't C-H. I, I'm, I'm off, too. But I, I put it right at 50-50. <laughs> Spelling's not my thing. Dyslexia has been whatever. Anyway, I'd say 50-50 shot. And if it was not for the altitude, which Kyle Shanahan has brought up multiple times with him and Javon Kinlaw as, well, we'll have to see with the altitude. We'll oh. have to see with the altitude. Um, so but what the, what does the altitude have to do with his, with his foot? I don't know. We saw this with Tevin Coleman. Uh, now he had, you know, he Crohn's, had sickle cell anemia. Yeah, sickle cell, there we go. Um, and so like that was different, but even last week he brought up altitude twice. It, it's one of the things that, man, we went to Denver, you and I went to Denver and you start going up those stairs Man, it's like your your breath is gone. Well, guess what? You look at Mexico City, it's almost like 2,000 um, feet higher altitude than Denver was. So being in Colorado Springs, hopefully they adjust and get there. Man, if Eric Armstead was coming back for a game and you were sitting him, saving him for a game, this game is it. That's what I Because it's a divisional game. Right. So I'm going 50-50. I think I'm on the lower side than most people. Um but we'll see. So There's a lower side to the 50-50? I, I think, no, I think most people are higher than I am. I would say oh, most people think it's much more 60, likely 40, he plays. 70, 30, I got you. Mm-hmm. I, I only think he plays if he practices. If he doesn't practice, right. I don't think he plays. So that's kind of kind of like the tall tale on that. VZ got his package. That's what's up. Miss Debbie actually sent me the recipe, but this guy forced the idea. Like, I mean, forced the idea of chicken lollipops. But Miss Debbie had to school me on what they actually were because I'm like, dude, I'm not eating no chicken flavored lollipop, bro. That junk don't sound right. That junk sound nice, you know? Uh, but yeah, that's where we got that from. So I guess, man, what's going on, Dion? I see you out there, bro. Um, a lot of people are doubting that he plays. All right, so that's fine. Let me let me ask you this question. Does he need to play? Yeah, he would be huge. If you look at just recently. I mean, the 49ers, and again, I I put a poll out this week, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, but I put a poll out on Twitter saying, which 49ers fans, which quarterback are you more scared of, Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy? And Colt McCoy was getting more votes. No way. Because the 49ers fans, and again, people in the chat tell me I'm wrong. We got PTSD from last year where Colt McCoy just freaking whipped our rear end. That, That was the lowest point of the season for me. Last year against the backup Colts. Remember, they didn't have D Hop. They didn't have Kyler Murray. They didn't have, they didn't have, they didn't have. And they just came out and ran all over this 49ers defense. And it was a lot of James Conner up the middle. So 
I don't think we're going to be shocked or surprised by anything that they do. Uh, we'll talk about their injuries and who's going to play for their quarterback because it's still a mystery right now. But this is a stand your ground, be a man game for the 49ers defense. That's what this is because they have not had a lot of success hmm. against. Uh, oh, there you go. You got it right there. So, oh, of course. Yeah, uh, 2,000 votes, and Kyler Murray's got 54% of the vote. That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. It, it should not be I, that way. It, it it definitely it well. I mean, Kyler. I mean, Kyler Murray should it should be like 80, 20. Correct. Correct. You, you know what I mean? Look, I understand Colt McCoy. Look, by the way, I got to throw that in there. Hook you do got to throw that in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> love me some Colt McCoy. Just not against us. Not against well, us. Well, he particularly plays well against us. If you go and look at his his games against us, didn't he play for us at one point? We kind of was. This. He was not good when he was with us. He was good <laughs> everywhere else. It's so weird, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, when you look at this game, though, I don't think the 49ers were prepared. For Colt McCoy, bro. Like, I, I think they thought Kyler Murray it was like a late scratch. Mm -hmm. And it was like a quick curveball. I don't think the 49ers were just were, were prepared for Colt. And Colt came out and did some of the things Kyler Murray does. Like, he did some of the same things. It was crazy. Yeah, that was a weird. It was just an anomaly game. It, it made no sense. Um, yeah. But it was bad. And so, I, I don't care if it's Kyler Murray, Colt McCoy, Cliff Kingsbury taking snaps. This 49ers defense is going to be ready. It's Monday Night Football in Mexico, mm -hmm. which we will be there, which I'm so excited about. There is This is not a trap game. This is the second most important game that we talked about um, on my show on Tuesday. Second most important game left on the schedule. You're not overlooking this game. There, there's, mm -mm. That's not what it is. Yeah. Oh, Paul wants to know if we got our tickets sorted. So I don't know what I said. That John sent me a text message at like four thirty three a.m. the next morning. I said, please, well, I got I got the tickets. <laughs> I always wait to buy tickets. I always wait. And Wayne was like, "Man, it's international. I don't know. Let's get the tickets." So I was like, "All right, you know, Wayne's coming out. He's working. I got to make Wayne happy. So if I make Wayne happy, the whole event's gonna go great." So I went ahead and bought the tickets. Uh, and you know what's funny? What's funny? Literally, the next morning, they somebody messages me and says, hey, we got some extra tickets if you and Wayne want to be with us. And I was like, it's like, man, that's nice. I was like, I'm going to be mad at Wayne for a little while, but that's okay. Shout out I to did. Javier so, if he's listening. So I'm just finding this out. Shout out to Javier. <laughs> so I'm finding it out on air. So he's getting my natural reaction. So, uh, damn. My bad. But that's okay, man. We're ready to go. We're, well, ready, we're ready to go. Not only we're ready, John, why don't you take a quick second and talk about uh, the 49ers rush road trip? Because there's going to be some people that are in the chat that is going to be in Mexico, uh, and I want them to attend. And I mean, tell them how they can attend this event, these events. Yeah, I'll say this. If you know anybody that's going, um, share this information. Uh, tickets are always available, 49ersrushroadtrip.com. We've got a party the day before the game, which is going to be a blast at Kingpin Social. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be there the day before the game from 12 to 4 p.m., then probably head back to the hotel. We're going to be at the Marriott Reforma in the Reforma District uh, party in there. Now, our tailgate, that one's going to be – this is probably the most extensive tailgate that we have created um out of everything we're doing because we've got chartered buses picking us up from the hotel we want everybody to be safe uh taking us from the hotel to lomas plaza unlimited drinks unlimited food um, we're gonna have the world cup game on 
It's going to be crazy. Then we're taking a charter bus from the party to the stadium and then picking us up from the stadium and taking us back to the hotel at the Marriott Reforma, um, which is like centrally located. So even if you're at another hotel, it's going to be very easy. You can just stay park at the hotel. So you save money that way. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. We want people to be safe. We want to create healthy experiences. And, man, we want to party and live it up Mexico style, which is why we set it up the way we did. So uh, come party with us. Um, Trust me, you'll have a good time. They're going to have a great time because we're going to have the music. John's going to be DJing. I'm going to be waitressing. We're going to have a blast, bro. It's going to be crazy. You say that. Do you remember Denver? Like, I I was bartending. I was like, John, I need a screwball, fireball, <laughs> on the rocks. He was like, I'll be right back. I thought you was my man from, what was that movie with Tom Cruise? Oh, Cocktail. He, yeah. Cock, was it Risky Business? Was that, uh, that's that's a different one. That's but, a different, uh, oh, so the movie was called Cocktail. Cocktail, yeah, Okay, yeah. I just want, I didn't want to say the wrong, I ended up saying the wrong movie anyway. But yeah, John was back there, man, whipping them joints up, man, left and right. Uh, we was having a good time out there. Uh, yeah, I, we, we just do it all. So I. Look, fair. Don't act like you wasn't passing out food when you was in Atlanta, bro. We was passing out food. We was cleaning up. We was doing everything we needed to do. But I tell you what, there's no event like a 49ers rush road trip event. I put that on everything. Let's get into this game. Now, wait, wait, wait. bump the game. I got a question. Another question. I always have questions for you because you always ask me questions when I'm on your show. So I'm like, I'm going to ask him questions when he comes on my show. So here's the question. And this is for everybody out there. But John gets first crack at the question because he, this is his show. All right, here we go. Is Jimmy Garoppolo a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? Now, we got to, I got, I'm going to get the list of all 32. I'm going to get it out. I would say, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to straddle the fence here. I don't think he is this season. He is. I don't think he is overall. I, I, I you know, I went through my quarterbacks. I, mean, I, I got him season. 16. That's where I have him. I have However, okay. there's been some very subpar quarterback play. And whenever you look at like some of the, you know, all time greats, guys like Aaron Rodgers, whatever, that are just turning the ball over like crazy. Jimmy has been able, and I think a lot of that's because of CMC, even though it's only been two and a half games. Jimmy has been able to limit the turnovers. My favorite plays, I had three of them last week. My favorite three plays last week, Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball away. Do you know how many throwaways Jimmy Garoppolo has on the entire season? His entire career, you mean? No, just this year. Just I this mean, year. I'm just saying because he, he don't have many. Yeah, and I don't even think he has three in his career. He has four on the season. So this is a brand new development. He had three last week. He has four throwaways on the year. CMC has allowed him and Kyle Shanahan to not force things. And I know everybody's upset about the non-touchdown scoring and whatever else. I don't think that's so much on Jimmy G. It is a little bit. I think it's much more on the two offensive linemen that have been subpar almost all year. I would say Jimmy Garoppolo now is Mm -hmm. the, the 10th best quarterback in the NFL. But it's still long term, I'd probably put him 14 to 16. I got him at 15 right at the mid pack because that's kind of where he usually ends up. And right now he's there. So there's a possibility he can bump up. But let me just read you PFF's list because believe it or not, as much as we don't like PFF, they're kind of like the NFL Bible, right? We kind of go by it. 
as a blueprint. Then we go get the other versions. You know what I'm saying? And we kind of compare and contrast. There's no way that this list can be right, John. I'm looking at this list and I'm looking at passing grades and I'm saying to myself, there's no way to a Tagavaloa, say his name. Tonga Viola. Tonga Viola is number one. It's been pretty efficient. And that's kind of what PFF grades is efficiency, not necessarily best quarterback play because of their snap by snap analysis, because you get plus two or minus two points on every single snap, even if it's a handoff. Um, like it, it's it's efficient. That's what PFF shows is efficiency. And it kind of sounds like you're telling me don't use that. That's kind of what no, I'm getting. No, I think it's I think it shows it, it's an interesting place to start the argument. And from an efficiency standpoint, which Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks are always very, very high. Um, and again, what are they doing in Miami? Same damn thing, except they are moving the ball downfield a little bit more. But yeah, from an efficiency standpoint, the Miami Dolphins, they're putting up some points now. They they are they are scoring. I mean, they're built to score. I I think I don't know if they're built to sustain and keep other teams from scoring because you see a lot of other teams putting up points as well. But these Dolphins are built to score. You look at them, you're like, dang, they be getting it in. Now, all right, I, I'm just gonna stick with PFF because I'm looking at ESPN. It's crazy because all right, so let's compare and contrast the two lists. Guess where ESPN has him? We're only gonna do the top ten. Probably uh, to, you're talking about Tua. Yes. Probably like four or five. They have him at 11 in oh, passing. Right? I don't get all right. that at all. I, I don't get so, that at all. It's so weird. All right. So number two is Patrick Mahomes. P, uh, ESPN has him at number one. Yeah, that's uh, who I would put number one. That's who number one. Number three, PFF, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, efficient. Very efficient. He's played that well. For me, touchdown to interception ratio is is key. And with today's quarterbacks, you have to include rushing um, touchdowns into that as well, which is where Jalen Hurts gets that bump up because he's just been running the ball like Kyle Shanahan's calling plays for a quarterback. Um, He's running them up the middle. They're running them quarterback power. They're doing it every freaking game. Um, Trey Lance got hurt. But if you watch one game with the Eagles, you're just like, holy cow. Uh, that's exactly how they're using Jalen Hurts. They're running them like a madman. So do you – all right, let me do this list over. Do you think PFF is going off of uh, – no, because it looks – it's just so weird. All it's right. a per-stat basis. Uh, that's, so, when that's, I, so when I had the ESPN list, I had it on yards. So that's – I don't want to do yards. So I do, do, I, do, I, do I do it by rating? Yeah, probably if you're going to go off ESPN, there's there's the QBR, then there's the NFL passer rating. So, Both are go, very flawed, but yeah, yeah, that's probably what I would do. All right, so I'll go by rating. So two is number one by rating. You will never guess who's number two on ESPN, though. Number two? Yeah. It's not. Is it Jimmy G? It's Geno Smith. Yeah, again, Ed, not a lot of negative plays, which is what that brings up. And yeah, it's... Yeah. All right. I don't like this. We're going to stick with this. So number three was Jalen Hurts. Number four is Patrick Mahomes. Number five is Joe Burrow. Uh, number six is, guess who number six is? Jimmy's got to be up there. He's got to be. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. He's got the most consecutive games above a 90 um, passer rating um, in the NFL. Again, just He's not turning the ball over. And, you know, I got to say this, too. Jimmy Garoppolo has one time in his career back in 2019 had a two-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio. Like, that's his best career ever. 
Well, where is he now? He 11 touchdown passes, four interceptions, almost a three to one ratio. If Brandon Ayuk would have caught that one pass. It would have been right at that. Um, Jimmy's playing good ball. And for all of the concerns and criticisms, and I get it, of Kyle Shanahan, this offense, it is working. The only area where it has been void is in the red zone. The yards match up exactly what everybody – I mean, they're a top five offense as far as our yards since McCaffrey showed up. They're just not cashing in on the red zone. Um, and again, I don't put that so much on Jimmy. Mike McGlinchey alone has ruined, I think, three drives in the past two games in the red zone. Um, Jake Brindle, uh, I, I don't know about as many drives as he's ruined, but those two guys, they're hurting them in the red zone. Bad, bad, bad. The center and the right tackle, they're, they're killing them. And Jimmy, again, look at the pass to Brandon Ayuk, which one of the best routes I've ever seen. A triple move slant, which was Bro. incredible. I'm still on skates, bro. Yeah. Like, like literally he went, you remember the, uh, you remember the cartoon Heathcliff? Yes. Yes. You remember the, the cat that used to be on skates? Was that Riff Raff? Can't remember his uh, name. I couldn't tell you the name, but yeah. 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 But anyway, that's who Brandon Ayuk resembles. Oh my God. I got to get a picture. Wait a minute. I got to get a picture so they can see what I'm talking about. Uh, cat <laughs> on skates. I love this man. From Heathcliff. Dude, that was a Santa Barbara. Barbera uh, commercial? Was that one of those? Hanna Barbera? Hanna Barbera, there we go. Here uh, it is. Tell me this not Brandon Ayuk. I need the full picture, damn it. Come on. They not, Of course they're not showing the skates. I love it because like you see it in your head, and then you get the validation from the picture, and it's just like, oh, hell yes. Bro. 100%. I'm trying to show you. He's not on skates, but I'm trying to get the right picture of him, and there was two of them. Was two. Oh, man, this is funny. <laughs> I always call him Iceman because he glides so much. So the skate, you know, metaphor or whatever, that works perfectly because he just glides, man. He, I got he's just you. so smooth. I got you. I'm trying to find a clear picture of him. But while you're talking, I think this might be one. It's not. It's clear enough, damn it. And All I'll right, say this. We- could you imagine if Brandon Ayuk was on the Chiefs or on oh the Bills or on, like, one of these passing offenses like the Bengals, what he would look like? Wow, he's 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 so good, man. He's so good. Yeah, look again. You were you were explaining like that triple move, triple whip. It was just, it was just perfect. I think he ran the route so perfectly that he thought the ball was gonna come inside, and it didn't. Jimmy put it where he had to put it. If he could have came out with that catch, though, man. Ouch. Yeah. Watch out. All right, man. So. Jimmy Garoppolo is number six on that list. Hmm. ESPN rating six. Guess who's behind Jimmy Garoppolo? Josh yeah. Allen. <laughs> Jared Goff is who's eighth. Lamar Jackson and Ryan Tannehill. Aaron Rodgers is 11. Tom Brady is, is 13. How the f*** is Brian Ho- Brian Hoyer played one game. See, that's why I don't like this list. The dude played one game, and he's 13. Go ahead and click on QBR. Can you filter okay. it that way? I can filter it that way. All right, so QBR, here we go. You ready? Let me ask you this question, though. From a QBR standpoint, do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is in the top 10? You're not looking at it. No. Tua, no. Mahomes. Josh Allen, Geno Smith, Lamar Jackson in your top five. Jalen Hurts, 
Jacoby Brissett, Daniel Jones, Marcus Mariota, Derek Carr, you're 10. Justin Fields, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Jared Goff, top 15. Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill, Zach Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, number 19, right in front of Kirk Cousins, who I think is playing good football. So those are your top 20. Yeah, and so I would say it's not that one poll is right and one poll is wrong. They all kind of show a different snapshot. And the whole idea of QBR is to judge above average quarterback play. So average quarterback play is a 50 scale. The best is a 100. So anything below 50 is replacement level. That's average quarterback play, right? So I... Not that Jimmy Garoppolo is the 22nd quarterback. I said he's not. I do have him in that kind of 10 range um, with this year because he has protected the ball. Uh, what he has done on third downs and back-to-back games. Like, those, I think, are important. Um, but, yeah, it's it's it, it's difficult to find one of these metrics to analyze in a correct way who the best quarterback is because it's the eye test. What's your O-line like? What are your passing tools like? Jimmy Garoppolo's got the best weapons in the NFL. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody disagrees with that. True. But he's not throwing the ball a lot. He's not doing very difficult throws. Him and Geno Smith are kind of just doing like, we're just finding open guys and dumping down. Um, which it's is fine. It's a great point. Uh, great point now that I think about it. Look, um, is he top 10 quarterback? I hope he continues to do top 10 things. I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is just really on that trend up. And it's a good thing that the 49ers have him because they're they're starting to they're starting to find a consistent rhythm. Like they're starting to find their heartbeat, is what I like mm-hmm. to call it. And they're starting to gel. Now they had to add in a couple of new wrinkles, right? And so they got to get you heard George Kittle talk about like, you know. You know, we still getting used to CMC, like in things. He's still getting used to us and and things like that. So they, you know, give give them a couple of games to do so. I just don't think this is the game you you want to try and do anything like that. You got to go out there and, and demand a win. So before we talk about how the 49ers are gonna win this game, let's go ahead and preview this matchup. All right. We got and I'm going to say it right this time, the San Francisco 49ers, the road team, uh, taking on uh, the home team, the Arizona Char- Cardinals. See, I thought I was going to say it again. See, y'all, y'all corny. I, I, I got y'all. The Arizona Cardinals on Monday Night Football in Mexico City. The stadium is going to be lit, lit. John has already talked about it's going to be 82% uh, 49er fans in the building you know what I'm saying? So like, let, let's let's go ahead and get right down to the nitty gritty of this game. What's going on, Mose? I definitely will call you directly after the show. I'll say this. I, I think the NFL, again, like I have a handful of axioms that I use, kind of these phrases I use all the time. The NFL is a matchup league. And so it's very easy to say, oh, well, the 49ers are better than the Cardinals, which I think that they are. However, they match up the Cardinals very well against the 49ers. Um, the last 11 matchups between these two teams, 49ers have won three. Not mm. good. Cliff has had Kyle's number. There's no doubt about it. Whether it's with Kyler, whether it's with Colt, like we talked about earlier, there's something about that offense that man, they put up a lot of points. They they really, really do. If, if you look at just what the Cardinals have done their last four games, 27 points, 21, 26, 42. They put up points. Now, the crazy thing is they only won two of those games. 
because their defense is not good this year. Um, it's, in fact, abysmal, uh, which is one of my favorite words. 30th in points allowed. They're bottom three. Bottom three. Bottom three. So you're playing in high altitude. You've got all these weapons. If there was ever time to gas a defense and wear them out like they did last week against the Chargers, mm-hmm. I think that can take place again this week. Okay. All right. Now, so the Chargers got their guy back. They might get another guy back, right? They might get uh, Marquise, uh, Brown. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown maybe back. All right. Uh, there's a possibility. Oh, I see what's going on. There's a typo, John, in the, in the, the thing. And that's why they're saying Chargers. I got it now. I thought I said Cardinals, and maybe I didn't. Uh, oh. But now I see what it is. There's a typo in the thing. Uh, all right. Uh, easy fix after the show. We'll get that fixed after the show. Uh, but no, nah, seriously, look, they got a couple of wrinkles coming back. The question is, will they have the quarterback to run it, number one, because Colt McCoy is injured as well. We got to talk about that. We don't know how severe it is. It's minor. It's probably minor knee issue or whatever, whatnot. Uh, I don't know. I don't, do, let, let me ask you this question. Probability of Kyler Murray playing in this game due to his hamstring. I think it's pretty high. I think the bigger issue is Call of Duty's got a new season starting. Um, I think that probably is more important for Kyler Murray than anything else, which if you look at his record when Call of Duty has double XP or something along those lines, it's pretty bad. Um, so he's he going to be behind those joysticks nonstop uh, this week because today, today I think today's the day the season starts. Um, either that, no, it's last night maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I came out last night. What is it called? Modern Warfare Call of Duty 2. Yeah. 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 I'm not buying that game. Uh, I, I got it. I, I ain't going to lie. I got it. I don't like it as much as Halo, but I like it. Yeah, you're a Halo guy. I'm not buying I that am. game. All right. Look, I, I feel like, all right, let's 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 do this. Let's do this preview like this, right? Because we don't have the injury report as of right now. We probably won't get it till Saturday. All right. Let's yeah. do this preview. Let's go in with everybody in on deck from their side of the squad. Kyler okay. Murray's playing. Uh, Malcolm Brown is playing. Let's go there. Let's match up like that. We know our guys and which guys aren't playing. Ken Law's out. Arm, let's go Armstead out. All right. Now, okay. let's let's look at this from a matchup perspective. All right. Kyler Murray's and his offense against the number, what? PFF has his rank number five in defense, but that's overall. We're number one in certain categories. So the number five defense in the NFL. All right. So let's let's talk about that. You got we got the number five defense in the NFL, and the Arizona Cardinals have the the 28th offense in the NFL. They're not very consistent. Um they're they're red hot or ice cold. And a lot of it has to be has been done with Kyler Murray just creating out of the back pocket where the play breaks down, he runs around for, you know, six plus seconds and, you know, makes an incredible throw or run to somebody else. Their on script plays is it has to go through. It has to go through the running game or DeAndre Hopkins. And now that, you know, they just lost their stud tight end Zach Ertz for the year, which hurts a lot. That hurts so Trey a McBride, the rookie's got to be stepping in. He's been inconsistent. It, I don't know, man. It's it's such a weird because the interior offensive line is terrible. Um, Price, Billy Price, who they brought over, their center, mm-hmm. not good. Mm-hmm. Like they, their tackles are good. Uh, Humphreys and Beecham, they played above average. But man, their interior offensive line—that's a Cliff Kingsbury special. He doesn't care about old line play. He's just like run around, Kyler, do your thing. 
they have to run the ball, and then D Hop has to ball out, which he has since he's come back. Uh, I don't expect that to change this week either. So let's get to our first matchup then. Let's go D Hop. I'm going Mooney. I know that might be unorthodox because Mooney, what, stays on one side of the field? Yeah, yeah. I doubt they're going to shadow him. I, I, <laughs> we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. So if they don't, if they don't do so it for D, Cooper so, Cup, they're not so going to do it for him. Yeah, you're right. So D-Hop versus RDBs. Yeah, he's going to eat. He, he's going to get his. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you. like it, it's, He's, he's going to get his, and he's had amazing games against the 49ers when he has played. Um, now I know him and Jimmy Ward got a lot of history, which D Hop does line up in the slot. So we're gonna get some Jimmy Ward on. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, but there's a way where you could destroy this game, and DeAndre Hopkins still has 10 catches, 100 plus yards, which we saw versus Cooper Cup. Like you can't let he's gonna get his. You can't let him go all world on you though. I agree. Mo says we have Mooney. He shadowed Drake, London, uh, and the Atlanta game. Yeah, and that didn't go well. Um, the, the defense didn't play well, and after that, they kind of just moved away. I hope they do. I would. And most knows what he talks about. Most knows. Most yeah. knows. Most knows. Most knows. Um, all right. Let now. I don't think James Conner is having a season like he did last season. Last season was an anomaly for him. Like he was mad at the world, and he just. He took it. He started it by taking it out on the 49ers. Like yeah. he literally had a game. Uh, James Conner, let's get what, what is he doing this year? James Conner stats. He's played seven games. So he hasn't, he's been in and out of the lineup for sure. Um, he's averaging 3.8 yards per carry, three yeah. touchdowns, nothing special. Yeah, he's just average. He's average guy. Uh, 82 attempts, 314 yards, 3.8 uh, average, like you said. He has 22 yards off reception. If they were able, John, to hoist a like to to hold a top five running back, in my opinion, I feel like Eckler's top five. Yeah. They were able to find a way to eliminate him. Now it was easier to eliminate Eckler because they didn't have receivers. How easy would it be to eliminate James Conner with Hopkins out there? Yeah, I think the difference is Conner's big. Conner's 6'1, 233. It's like bigger back, yeah. So in the running game, sure, you got to stop him up the middle. Back to Eric Armstead, you know. I think Kerry Hyder's been playing well. I think Givens has been playing well. Ridgeway's been playing well. Like they're getting some good snaps on the interior. I feel like the backup defensive tackles have elevated their play the past two weeks. But yeah, it, there is a world where the Cardinals come out and they just say, you know what, we're just going to run it right up the middle. Um, that's what they did last year, and it worked for them. So. And I think we had Eric Armstead that game too. So uh, that's one of the things we got it. This defense, it's gut check time, man. Th this is a huge check your pride game for the 40 hours defense because they've been embarrassed so many times. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's, you just look at it last time. They beat us 31 to 17, 31 yep. to 17. It, it wasn't like it was close or whatever. Like they ran the ball all over us they had 163 yards rushing i mean it was awful uh connor had 21 rush attempts for 96 yards and two touchdowns i mean single-handedly though the 49ers haven't given that up to any running back i would say that the team 
that ran the best against the 49ers this year with the Atlanta Falcons. And it was just because their head coach was just going to run the ball. Like he was just going to run it. Like whatever you told him, you could, we could have put 45 people in the box and he was still going to run the ball. Like, he, you know, and then Mariota. And so this is why I don't understand your poll. Like the people that are guessing in your poll, because the threat and the thought of Kyler Murray just running makes him 10 times more dangerous than Colt McCoy. I think so too. Um, the difference between the Falcons and the Cardinals is this is a finesse offense. This is not a power offense. Connor is a power back, but their old line is not a power scheme. It's a spread scheme. Um, and so that would be the big difference. Even Mariota, he's fast, but he's kind of a power big back. Kyler big is not a word you would ever use for Kyler unless you talk about his head. That's about it. So uh, he does have a big head. It looks like he got a big head. I just when I saw a picture of of him up to next to uh, Trent Williams, he looked oh like he gosh. was the size of Trent Williams' arms. Yeah, they're not the they're just different human beings. Uh, I don't even know if they're the same type of human beings, but yeah. It's but different. but the dude runs all over the 49ers, yo. Like that's my issue. Everybody, my issue, everybody. It, it's it's my issue that like <clears throat> as much as I think I know we're gonna win this game, he is the key. So like. I'm like, we got to figure out how to limit him. So how do the 49ers limit Kyler Murray? Now, with the hamstring issue, I feel like his hamstring issue won't be an issue on Monday night. But how do they limit this guy? How do they contain him, number one? And do we finally see a spy? Yeah, I, I think, you know, if you, again, you go back to the last time we played him, Fred Warner didn't play. Dre Greenlaw didn't play. Okay. Um, like, you didn't have those guys. So that's big in and of itself. Plus, on top of that, listen to the corners that were playing. You had Drake Kirkpatrick, that was his game, and Josh Norman. There, there was a point where Mosley went out. Those were your two starting corners. Respect. It's it's different now. It's Respect. literally different. So you got you have four. No, you have five new defensive backs. Five because Demo wasn't playing. Jimmy Ward in the nickel wasn't playing. You have uh, Charvarius Ward wasn't playing. Talanoa wasn't playing. And guess what? Neither was Tayshawn Gibson. You've got a whole new defense. You've got seven starters if you're counting those two other backs. It's different. I'm different, right? Like, like different. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like different. it's it's not the same. It's <laughs> not the same. And this, even though the personnel is different on the 49ers side. This is a game that has constantly been brought up as far as to how good the 49ers defense is and the 49ers in general still can't beat the Cardinals. Still can't beat the Cardinals. You got one monkey off your back earlier this year against the Seahawks. You beat them. You trashed them, right? Seahawks have owned the 49ers. Owned. Now it's time to get the other one. You're 3-0 I, I, in your division. You go 4-0 in the division. Now we're cooking with some grease. I mean, straight up Crisco, bro. Listen, here's the thing. Kyle Shanahan is three and seven against this team. Okay. How much of that do you factor in? I mean, it's not the same team, but it is the Cardinals. Yeah. I will say this before you answer it. Cause I want to get your honest opinion. Kyle Shanahan also had a losing record coming off of a buy and he nixed that he X nade out that he, he fixed that. Right. Here's and had a losing record Sunday night football. Like, yeah. It, you See what I'm saying? 
Good. You got it, bro. I'm just asking. I'm just <laughs> it's it, narratives matter in the NFL. They really, really do. Because what happens is you have all these quality control coaches and you got memories. And like you feel this game. You, if you're a 49ers player when this game came out, you were pumped. One, because you hate playing in that damn Glendale Stadium that you had to go to for COVID and it was a home away from home. home. Away You've been from screwed home. over. And so to take away a home game for the Cardinals, now it's in Mexico City where the 49ers fan base is as strong as hell. Vivid Seats came out and said 82% of ticket sales is 49ers fans. We travel better than anybody. We know. Any- we go to all the damn games. Every, any in team. Every city we go to. Wow. I've never seen a team travel like this. Wow. It's Y'all the, show out. It's the same response, but from different people with different yeah. accents. With, yeah. And better food in the South. And, oh, I miss you, Atlanta. I miss you, Atlanta. I miss you, Atlanta. Charlotte. Oh, my gosh. You. I didn't go to oh. Charlotte, but Atlanta was right. It was so oh. good. Yeah, it's it's delicious. It's, it's so hashtag Waffle House. Now they should sponsor the show. Good gosh, they I went there so many times. Sponsor the show or send us the money <laughs> so we can start a franchise out this oh, way. Because gosh, come on, man. But Damn. like the fans and Kyle has talked about this, and you've got the Rams talking about this, and you've got Charlotte talking about this. Everybody is like, look, these guys show out, and it's you guys, it's the fans. There's a reason why. Let me say this: as a 49ers fan. And most of the people in the chat, tell me if you agree. Y'all probably listen to four or five shows minimum. We are spoiled with content creators. Why? Not because there's so many more, you know, whatever content creators that happen to be 49ers fans. No, absolutely not. It's because the supply meets the demand. I'm getting into Mm. my economics now. If you're a damn Jaguars fan, guess what? You don't need that much. You you don't because you, it's the fan base and the quality of product and all those things. The 49ers have been to freaking what three, four NFC championships in eleven years? Bro. Like, come on, man. Come on. And then and then it's just the history too. Like, so the 49ers are just a historical figure team in the NFL, right? And it's there's about five or six of them. And I would say like the newest team to that is the New England Patriots, right? And so that's what it is. So people, uh, this fan base, though, out of all those teams, Steelers, Cowboys, Patriots, the Vikings, the Vikings got history, too. Like, out of all those teams, the 49ers travel, the fans, they travel. And they don't just travel, bro. They literally take over. They're making sure that they give their team, they make up for that, that home field advantage. You know what I'm saying? That yep. loud noise. I actually can't wait to get to Seattle so that we could be the 13th and 14th man up in that mother sucker, yo. Because I can tell you right now, I'm out yelling all the 12th men. All of them. Man, it's 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 fun. Um, and, like, again, like, you know, we're doing this full-time now, Wade. And right. it does not – I get how lucky we are. I do. And a lot of it isn't because of you or me. It's because of the team. It's because of the fans. And it's really because of them. We're the fan of the fans. That that's what what we do. Everything. That's why we. I didn't know spending my time as a podcaster would be being a full time travel agent. I I never thought that would be a thing. It's not even really something I enjoy. Book my flights too, because I kind of suck at that, man. And hotels. (laughs) I just show up. I'm just a shower upper. I just hey, where do you need me to be? I. And then I get there, and then it's on and popping, right? And then I got to figure out what to do after, you know. 
and so see a need, fill a need, right? And so we we saw a need, especially coming out of COVID, to build community and relationships and get people together and focus on experiences and increasing the experience of the games. That's what it's about being a fan. If you don't enjoy the games, my, my dad was like a diehard Braves fan, had season tickets his whole life. He'd go to the games, and he'd start cussing in the first inning. He'd get drunk by the fifth inning and probably be thrown out by the seventh inning. I think we got kicked out of like 30 Braves games growing up. And my whole time as a kid, I was like, man, you don't enjoy this, Dad. Why do you do this? You're miserable the whole time. And so, like, why do you do this to yourself? Uh, I don't get it. But, like, don't be that guy. And I get it. Some people are kind of negative fans, and that's all right. But I, I think – what we've shown is the people that attract to your show and my show and come out to our events, man, they just want to have a good time. And I think that's and celebrate awesome. the team. Right. So yes. it's like, yes. Have, and here's the, here's the dopest part. Um, I'm the worst guys. So when you meet me, it's all fun. If we lose, just leave me the freak alone. Just leave me watch alone. Give, give me don't a watch. Don't watch a Michigan game with, <sighs> With with this guy, don't do it. Yo, don't we do had it. Hooters, like this dude turn. cussing up a storm, oh, bro. <laughs> and we won by like forty points, but it wasn't. It, it didn't happen till like later in the game. It was missing opportunities. But listen, John, we have the best experiences, and and, and it's like it's it's in. You said it. We do it because the experience with meeting somebody at a restaurant or at an event and they'd be like, yo, I watch your show. I'm like, Oh snap, let's go. Let's, let's, let's chill. Let's eat. Let's drink. Let's have a good time. And we get to the game. If we went now, John, I got it. I got to put this out there. I got to ask you this question first. Are the 49ers winning this game? Yeah. 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 I sure hope so, John, because yeah. I've been to how many games? Three. Is this my fourth? Cause we're like four. We're, we, yeah, because you went to one and they won, and I went to three and they lost. It's time, baby. It's, it's time, time, baby. baby. It's, it's time. time. It's time to make a change. We are the people who can do it. That's what we're going to do. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel the energy bubbling and rising. I can see this surgeons and Jimmy Garoppolo. I can see the offense connecting like Voltron. It's finally coming together. And the defense, John, I don't think there's a defense in the NFL like the 49ers. Let me mind you, they gave up 13, then they gave up 16, but they only did that junk in the first half of both games against the Los Angeles, Angeles, Angeles teams. That's ridiculous, bro. I don't even think they're going to give up 13 points to these Arizona Cardinals. That would be pretty impressive. And keep in mind, six of those points, two of those scoring drives, Brandon Ayuk fumble led to a field goal. Blocked punt led to a field goal. So the 49ers defense only gave up 10 points the entire game. And again, both in the first half. Uh, so they're playing red hot right now. Um, we'll see. I, I think... I'm glad that Marquise Brown is back. I want to see this offense. I always want to play teams at full strength. I want to know where the 49ers stand against the top. Marquise Brown, uh, Rondell Moore, that's the guy I kind of fear the most. That's the slot guy. That's Jimmy yeah. Ward's guy. Ugh, I don't want Jimmy Ward playing in the slot. No, I don't. And then, know. obviously, D-Hop. So, look, this game is not going to be easy, Joe. Right, John? It's not going to be a cakewalk. No. But if they're throwing the ball and that's the only way they're having success, like most teams, this game's going to get out of hand. Uh, now, the, the best thing that the Cardinals are, and this is with Colt McCoy and uh, Kyler Murray, they do not turn the ball over on offense. They're they're one of the best in the NFL. In fact, if you look at, you know, kind of everything 
that, you know, just like the team rankings and whatever else, they're only top five in one area, and that's turnovers. Uh, they've <laughs> only got, you know, nine turnovers on the year. That's it. So they protect the ball pretty good. So they're top five there. Nowhere else on offense and defense are they top five in any metric whatsoever. In fact, they're bottom. I, and almost they're bottom. Right, 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 right. Right, they're bottom. Look, man, I don't really care about the statistics in this game. I know that the 49ers are pretty much high. Like, it's really cool to see that their offense is almost in the top 10 uh, overall. Uh, overall, they're top six. They're, according to PFF, they're sixth in stats. They're just top, top 10, almost top five. The the, the key is that they, they've only allowed 163 points this year. Um, they've scored only 198 and that to me, that is just more, uh, of them just finding a way to click because the, the, the opportunities are there. My, my opportunities, my opportunities video will be released this weekend. And I'm sitting here watching this game against the charges. I'm like, Oh, missed that one up, oh, missed that one. I mean, when you get into the red zone and you only put up 14 points on five tries, like as you, as a coach, how do you fix that? Yeah, consistency is the issue. Kyle Shanahan's committed to running the ball in the red zone. And again, two out of five guys struggling in the red zone, uh, to put it mildly. That's rough. I hate running out of the shotgun, which they didn't do all the time, but they did it too much. I hate running in the goal line without a fullback. They didn't do it all the time. They did have Kyle Yuse check out there some. But, man, you got to quit having negative plays. Yes. Um, you know, whether you get the quarterback, gets a great pass, and IU drops it or false start or holding call or like tipped pass. Like there's just too much. You got to jail. You got to jail. So as a coach, the question is, how do you fix it? We're going to double our red zone package plays during the week. So like you script out your game type scenarios. Sometimes you'll work goal line. Sometimes you'll work backed up against your own end zone. Sometimes you'll work third and short longer. Sometimes you'll work third and, you know, like third and 12 plus longer. You double down your time on red zone. Like, look, guys, and you build up that confidence and practice and mm -hmm. say, look, this is what we're going to do. When we get in there and it's third and three on the three-yard line, this is the play we're going to run. And so everybody knows it. We know Kyle's good at scripted plays, and you kind of script those out a little bit. I want to get back to Mo's comment because he's saying put Womack in the damn slot. Agree and this is something, 100%. Yeah, this is something we've been screaming at. And to this day, I don't understand why he's not there. Like, okay. They said that Diamador, Coach Shanahan said that Diamador Lenore had great practice in the slot, and that's kind of like what, what ended up starting to decline. But he never said that Womack declined. He just said that Diamador passed him. passed him, right? And so now you get Jimmy Ward back, and now I think, I, I hate to say it, but I think Womack's a better slot corner than Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward coverage, might overall be a better wise, player. Completely. Yeah, he might be a better tackler, a better player. But I think he's an overall better slot corner when it comes to covering these guys in the slot. You talked about it last episode on Tuesday, 16 for 16, 100% completion percentage on Jimmy Ward. That has to change. We're talking Rondell Moore here. Yeah, it, it, you're, there's a big difference going from the Chargers wideouts to the Cardinals wideouts. There's a big difference, big difference. Mm. Mm. But I will say this. uh, Jimmy Ward is physical, and D-Hop is not a separation guy. That's not what he is. Uh, he He's not fast. He's he's just creates and contested catches and amazing hands and length. 
Jimmy Ward will play good against that. So I will say this. Jimmy Ward against DeAndre Hopkins in the slot, I love Oh, I like it. I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jimmy yeah, yeah. Ward versus Brown or Rondell Moore in the slot, I hate. You're going to be mad at me saying this, but I don't think you see a Hopkins in the slot. And I, I don't think he's a good route runner. Like, I, I think he's good on the outside. But as far as, like, just running in the slot, I don't think that's his thing. I don't think he has that speed. So I want no, him there. He's not a speed guy. Yeah, I, I, mean, I want him there, like you said. That's the matchup you want. But I, I would think Kingsbury would be doing a disservice using Hopkins there. They, they move him around. I mean, he'll okay. be everywhere. He'll be okay. everywhere. But, yeah, outside left is where he'll be predominant. Outside left, bro. <laughs> yeah. he, you, just, you just throw it in the vicinity, and he finds a way to come down with it. Who's the best wide receiver that, that's going to be out there on Monday night? You got D. Hopkins. Hopkins is. It's Hopkins. Hopkins is. He's incredible. John is he's not incredible. a homer, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Ayuk. I think Ayuk is our best wide receiver. I think Ayuk is the best route runner out there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm cool with that. Uh, but yeah. D Hop can do it all, man. Like he's Mwah. he's pretty damn good. I like Even what they're slow, talking about in the chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. D Hop. He's 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 pretty damn good, man. And he's done it with. Look at the quarterbacks he's played with. Going back to his Texans the days. Texans days. You, you I read mean, it. He, you preach he's it, bro. performed with everybody, man. There are two receivers in the NFL that I feel like. I mean, D-Hop at one point was the guy, right? He's kind of like, he has a decline, but there's other guys that's kind of risen. A lot of young guys. Like, Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the league, in my opinion. Um, but there are two guys in the NFL that have been most consistently at the top. You got D-Hop. Can you guess my second one? Would it be Stefan Diggs? Stefan Diggs? Nope. Who you got? Who you got? Mike Evans. Yeah, yeah, he's he his game is it it transcends quarterback play. He's so big, he's so fast. He I'm trying to think up. of the first quarterback Mike had. No, oh, don't do that to yourself. It's bad. It, it was he a, made but... he made Johnny Football look good at A and M. That's that's how good he is. Drunk Johnny throwing up haymakers. There was this quarterback in the league, bro. He played for Tampa Bay. He was like a what was his name? Black kid, light skin. Oh, I couldn't tell you, man. I hate you. <clears throat> I will say this about D Hop since he's come back from his oh, uh, suspension. He's 10 killed. catches, 103 yards. 12 good. catches, 159 yards, touchdown. He's four killed. catches, 36 yards, touchdown. 10 catches, 98 yards. Mo's knows. Josh Guys, Freeman, K State. You have to subscribe yeah. to Mo's show. Right here. Guys, I look, John and I, John, we got work to do. We got to get Moe's monetized today, this Ooh. week. All right. This weekend. By the by Friday. I love he's it. At, I he's love at it. Eight, so we got to get him on some shows and we got to get his joint monetized. I need everybody that knows me, that that knows me or John. I need you to go to Moe's channel, subscribe to it in the chat. Moe's, you're a moderator. If I'm not mistaken, on this page, please put your link inside the chat section right now. I need everybody to click on that joint right now. All right, most just good people, man. He, he great people, great peoples, man. And I mean, just just the just the the person that you want in your family, like you know what I mean. Like you just just want him in the family. Uh, love you, bro. Uh, Josh Freeman was the guy. It was gonna bug me out till I figured out who that guy was. But my point was, he caught passes from him. And then he caught passes from the other, the other dude, Jameis Winston. And now he's catching passes from Tom Brady. I think those are his three quarterbacks since he's been in the league. No bueno. No bueno. Not good. 
I like hey man. Uh and I'm not saying he's the best wide receiver in the league. I'm saying he's just been the most consistent. I know a lot oh, of very. people put Devontae Adams um up there. Devontae Adams is a top five receiver. If it's he's he's great, he's all they got, but yeah, yeah, he's great. <laughs> I know he's mad. He, he, he made he, he did this, he made yeah, this it's bad. your fault. Yeah, it's he, your fault. He was playing with, with a goat, and he chose to leave a goat. To go play with a lamb, like like or a cub or or something. I don't know what you want to call Derek Carr. Corny, cheesy, mascara. I don't know. Every, all of it. Mascara works. That's the best one. Him and, and Kirk and, Cousins, man. They're birds of a feather. But Kirk wins. Yeah, he does. He's got Kirk's got five comeback wins uh this year, <laughs> which is impressive. All of them, none of them on prime time. So I'll say that. And again, I'm gonna uh-huh. keep saying this. I like if I could have the 49ers play anybody. I want to play the Vikings. I like where you're going with this. Listen, we're going to get ready to wrap this show up. Uh, But before everybody goes, let's get to another key matchup. Give me the John Chapman key matchup of the game. Man, I'll say this. They're in Buda Baker. I didn't think was going to play this game. He's playing. He's playing. He's playing, and I love it. I love Buda Baker. I don't know if you watched the all or the uh, Hard Knocks, which just started. Oh, uh, I didn't the see the season. new episode. I didn't it's see. It's pretty the new good. One. Uh, he was chilling with his sister. Pretty impressive. Uh, and I'll, I'll say this, man: Buda Baker versus George Kittle. I was the biggest Buda Baker fan ever in the draft. I, I even made the post with the draft day where, like, he has the name written down, and it says, you know, draft so and so or what. Mine was Buda Baker. Draft Buda Baker, no matter what. And a lot of people had second, third round grades on him. I, I had him top 10. I mm. loved Buda Baker coming out of Washington. Um, he's one of my favorite players in the NFL that's not on the 49ers. So him versus Kittle, they talk about all the time, the mutual respect they have for each other. That's number one. That's number one. Love it. Love it. All right, guys. Paul asked, already sub 877. We got to get him to 1K. So that's what, 123? I'm I'm suck at math. I'm just doing it off the top of my head. <laughs> that is okay. correct, Wade. That's right. correct. I'm good because John said I was correct. I feel good now. Speaking of math, John, um, just off topic, because, you know, we talk, we're brothers, uh, got Rome's report card yesterday. Oh, how'd he do? How'd he do? Uh-oh. Yo, it was so good. Like, it was, oh. like, he got, so we grade, they grade on a number scale, so it's like one to four. So he got only two threes and the rest fours, bro. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. I, I didn't know what to do. Like, I just wanted to, like, throw him in the air, spin him around, take him to Legoland. You know what I'm saying? Something. So I'm going to figure out what to do through my downtime today. He, he may come home to a new Lego set. Uh, you know, he's into Legos, man. That's his thing. Uh, but the funny thing is he, he, uh, he gets the Legos, and then he goes to his mom, and she has to go online and find, like, these animals that only people online could put together. And then, so it's not even what the Lego set is. So that's his thing. That's, that's hey, what man. he does. He's yeah. creative. That's He's awesome. Cre- Congratulations. So I was that's just awesome. so happy, man. Uh, God dang, man. It was his first report card, man. Give it up for my son, Rome. Um, all right. Position battle. Score prediction. And then I'll see you in Mexico, bro. All right. So we've got two more things. Position battle, which position battles or battle? Because you're gonna give me yours. Uh, do you see is gonna be the 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 Saturday night main event? I'm thinking wrestling terms, so that I, I used to watch that. I think 
for the 49ers as an offensive line. And again, I, I've been beyond critical of the offensive line as a whole, even though I think they've performed better than everybody expected to. But the the gross, I don't know, misses and like posterized plays, that's got to stop. This game, and, and we could talk about scoring, we could talk about all this. I don't care about that. I want the 49ers offensive line to completely dominate this defensive line. I know they got J.J. Watt, and he has destroyed Mike McGlinchey. He single-handedly destroyed Mike McGlinchey and started this whole— Let me go on mute. Like, he started this whole thing. You go back where J.J. Watt literally bullied Mike McGlinchey for a full freaking game and had, like, I don't know, it was bad. Respond, baby. I love you, Mike. Double M. We in your corner. And, like— we're a positive show. Go be positive. Win the hearts of these 49ers fans against the the old long tooth JJ Watt. Go dominate. Move these guys. Control the tempo, man. Uh run the ball 40 times again. That's what I want to see. Sorry right. about that. Sorry about that. Okay. Over or under. Mike McGlinchey gives up two sacks. Under. Under. Hmm. Under. Uh more pressures than sacks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, really, pressures hasn't really been his thing. It's whiff blocks in the run game, um, and it's, you know. He's given up some sacks, though. Holding calls. I, I counted six holding penalties calls, on film. Holding calls. I counted, holding so just watching Mike McGlinchey every, every play, I counted six penalties. Now, they only called him for one or two, but, like, they could have called a lot. Yeah, push. Terrace says push. Travis says that oh, three. Oh, what's up, Travis King, man? Love the new under- song, man. Yeah, Love the new song. song is fire. Going to try to get him on here uh, next week when we get back from Mexico so he can Ooh. present it to the world, and we're going to promote him and push it out, man. Shout out to Travis King, man. That's awesome. Good people, man. Good people. Uh, oh, man. Listen, uh, look, you picked the whole damn line. I like it. I said position battle. He gave me line versus oh, line. Oh, line, D-line, because that's where we lost last time. The trenches, baby. The trenches. That's dope. That's really dude. If I had to pick a position battle, I don't know. I I want to go. I'm going to go Buddha Baker and Talanoa Hufunga. Yeah, I'm going there. That's where I'm going. It's it's two stars, two playmaking stars at that position. That's where I'm going. Talanoa is not on Buddha Baker's level. Uh, he doesn't he have be. to be yet, but he, he will get there. Tell Noah Hufunga is going to end up on a new level of safety. Four interceptions is impressive through nine games. Let me ask you this before we jump off out of here. How many interceptions do you think Hufunga ends the season with? He's already at four. What you do, do you you so how do you do that trajectory thing? Are, um yeah, it's it's rough because it's kind of a fluky stat. Um, but seven is kind of where I, I think I'll say this. He has made the most of his opportunities. He has not missed opportunities, right? You could look at Tayshawn Gibson, who has like three interceptions that hit him in the chest or hands that he broke on the ball on perfectly. And he only got one and it wasn't even off that. It was off a tip ball from Talanoa. So like you got to take advantage of those opportunities when they come your way. Mooney Ward dropped. He's got several drops. And so, you you got to have ball skills, which he does. And that was in his draft right up from USC. He's got ball skills. The ball's around him. He's going to get it. Sean says he's going to get eight, including like the playoffs. Sean. Hey, here's the thing. All Hufunga got to do is say, hey, man, I'm going to get a pick. And usually it happens. Like, it's when yeah. he says it, it happens. 
and did it in this keep game. Keep in mind, only had nine interceptions as the entire team all Jeez. of last season. Jeez. What's up, Kenneth? I saw Kenneth in the chat. Yeah, What's up, man? That's our, that's my guy. Hope studying's going well, bro. Jeez. Talanoa getting two picks in Mexico. That uh, would be awesome. That, that, that would, would be, be amazing. Awesome. Uh, quick, uh, player of the game. Who are you predicting to be player of the game? You can only pick one, too. I'm getting John for all the goodies right now. Nick Bosa. This is his game. Nick Bosa. This is his game. I'm going to go with a defensive end as well. Ooh. Uh-oh. I'm gonna How go crazy with, are you going to be? I'm going to go with Drake Jackson. I think this is why they drafted him. I think it was mainly for Kyler Murray. Because athletic way he, quarterbacks. His af- mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean he needs to start. What, he had 19 snaps last game? Yeah. I'm thinking 20 to 23 maybe this game. But it's about the timing of his snaps when he's out there on the field and being able to get Kyler Murray down if he takes off and scrambles. Drake Jackson has the speed and he has the length, and a lot of people aren't talking about that. You see him bat the balls down out of the air, but the dude – can get you from behind his his like wingspan is ridiculous he's like basketball wingspan i i really like drake jackson and i know a lot of people are saying oh whatever whatever listen this kid is going to emerge as a star it's just it's going to be on the defensive side guys do you expect much from the offense in this game because i i'm kind of yeah i do i do i i think you know if i could have one you know key to the game first one to 22 points whoever gets there first wins this game um, mm. I'm trying to get back to some of these. Uh, uh, oh, Eddie, Fred Warner interception in Mexico. I love it. Mm-hmm. Fred Warner's been balling out, man. Mm-hmm. 100. What's going on, Troy? It's my brother right there. We met Troy in Denver. Remember? Yeah, so cool. that was. Jennings is going to be player of the man. game. I like this. You got to get to some of these. CMC, uh, Elijah Mitchell, Simos. Uh, I said it before you wrote it, so. I knew this time, <laughs> but you still knew what I was going to say, so you knew it too. You know what I mean? It's all good. Ayuk, Elijah Mitchell. A lot of people getting Elijah Mitchell. My man Paul, 95 in the house. Jennings is hungry. He's hungry. It was incredible. Four catches on four targets for three first downs last Jesus. week. Charles, awesome. Charles Menehu may just be ha- – this may happen to be, like, my unsung favorite player on this team, bro. Like, le- like good, legit. Man. Like he's really he's really coming along. Uh, we did that exercise on the Tuesday show, and was it, is it going to be Samson or Charles? You said you would keep Charles, and you know it's kind of crazy. But guys, I'm hoping that this offense wakes up. Jacqueline says her boyfriend Hufanga. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know everybody. Look, I <sighs> score prediction. Let's do it because you just said that the offense it's going to do its thing. The poll question, how many points will the 49ers score on Monday night are going to end the poll while John gets his score prediction together? Guys, you can put your score prediction out here. We'll post them up here on the screen. Shout out to everybody. Dome decided to start it off with 27 to 13. Ooh. Uh, I think the, the the issue with the score prediction, which, you know, if you look at Vegas spreads, it's eight, eight, eight. and a half points, mm-hmm. depending on where you're, what you, who you're going through. That's a lot, man. On a primetime divisional game, 100%. that's almost unheard of. Almost unheard of. 
but I think the 49ers are just the better team. And if if the game didn't happen the way it did last time, I think it would have been closer. But I think that this is a prove who you are type of a game. So I'm going 27-17. I got the 49ers covering the spread, even though I'm not betting it. Um, 27-17. I got to win it by 10. Um, yeah, I, I this 49ers defense is going to come out. And I even think some of those points that – you know, their 17 points the Chargers got, I think they're going to be trash time points. I think the 49ers finally give up some points in the second quarter or second half because they're up 27 to 10. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's what we're going to see. All right. I'm not like it, man, because I'm super close to you. I just don't think that the 49ers defense is going to give up 17 points. So uh, I actually have the score at 28 to 13. So shout out to VZ. VZ guessed what I was going to do and DeMarcus guessed what you were going to do. So that's pretty cool. Um, I think that they get to that 28 mark, um, but I think the defense just, you know, it's and every again, if the defense is playing on the same trajectory as they've been playing, they just start slow because they're trying out things. They're blitzing. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're trying different things because in practice, you can practice it, but you really don't know how it's going to work to try it out. And so, guys, don't forget, I was talking to a football coach yesterday, and he was uh, I was talking to him about the, the Trent Williams situation, and he was just kind of like, he was like, dude, it would be, how, how cool would it be? He said this to me, actually, this is my son's gym teacher. He says, how cool would it be if Trent is doing this, and then come playoff time, he starts something totally different, and it's all, it just throws the whole defense. So I was like, that's genius. That's just straight-up genius. So, um, I'm saying that to say this, that I think the 49ers are going to be able to come out here, do what they do. Uh, I think the offense is going to get in sync, but I do think the defense is going to get a touchdown. So I think the offense only puts up three uh, scores, three touchdowns. I like that. I like Which that. Which sucks for me because Robbie Gold might not get any field goals, but as long as he kicks his extra points and Tabor Pepper hikes the ball right, we should yeah, be he good. he had a rough, rough special teams game last week. Rough special teams. John, it's always amazing – uh, when you're on the stream, uh, people said they want you here every Thursday. So unless you're sick and you can't do this show, you better be here or I'll come and find you, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much. John, let everybody know what you're doing for the rest of the day. First and foremost, because I want them to make sure they rocking with you, bro. They out there supporting you and doing your thing. Yeah, we've got a couple more Patreon breakdown videos coming up. Special teams, we do every offensive, defense, special teams play um, every single game for the past two and a half years. We've got a show at 1 o'clock Pacific time with Brian from Legit Football where we do our NFC West watch. Uh, we kind of go through and break down all the NFC West games, uh, kind of go through the injury reports, things like that. So that's what we got today. Uh, flying out to Mexico tomorrow, baby. Um, so I'll be recording live down in Mexico for the rest of the week, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so man, super excited. Just type in John Chapman or 49ers rush R U S H anywhere you get content. Uh, you should be able to find us that way. I love it, man. And before we go, how many points will the 49ers score on Monday night? 64% said 20 to 29 in that range, John. So the number might be 27, 28, you know. 20. 22 is the one to watch. Whoever gets 22 first wins this game. All right. And Kali, tonight, I believe at 7 p.m., Johnny Dell will be on breaking down his favorite plays Ooh. of the game right here on the Wayne Breezy 
channel. So we definitely going to be working on that, guys. So listen, I appreciate y'all. Y'all stay up, stay faithful. John, I'll see you on Saturday, baby. Let's go. It's Nitty Gritty. It's the 49ers Rush Podcast. It's the Wayne Breezy channel. Thank y'all for tuning in. And listen, everything is in the description of the show. So whatever we didn't say at the beginning, just click on any one of them links in the description of the show. Love y'all. Stay up, stay faithful. We out. Thanks for watching. Peace. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold, but I got the Niners on my back, you know. Breezy this, breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold-blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by trace, so beware. I stay in exclusively Niner hats. And I always tell the truth, this exclusively Niner facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded, I got the Niners on my back, you know? Yeah.